Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. My name is Lisa Gar, and my guest is Christian Van Lahr. Hey, we rhyme, Christian. <laughs> um, I love the topic we were talking about before the break about 14, the dimensional realm of 14 dimensions. And now is this, are nature people something that exists in that realm? Or can we be transformed into nature people when we become one with nature or in nature? Can nature heal us? Okay, so the 14-dimensional realm is the astral plane, which is a different whole plane of consciousness. Gotcha, okay. Which has dimensions. We're in the physical, and we have our seven subplanes here, and so nature spirits tend to be in the upper part of that. But some, like we mentioned, leprechauns um, and genies can go a little bit into the astral. Um, so there is a difference. So at the t- at, let me go back to a question you asked earlier, when it started out, I said they chose to take this long route because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of an adventure, like a roller coaster. They didn't want that much of a thrill ride. We chose to take the dense route because we wanted to save time, so to speak. We're going to get through it faster, and we're going to have harder lessons if we start a quarter of a way around the clock. Um, so we literally chose that, but we can't change our mind. Is the thing. <laughs> You're on the ride until the roller coaster stops. Mm-hmm. But there can come a point in time, if you're in the first wave of life, and there's the first wave in humans, the second, third, fourth, um, or the first wave in angels and nature spirits, it's possible to complete your cycle in, in the physical, in which case you can come back as another form. So some people can be reincarnated angels or nature spirits. Um, usually goes forward. They normally go from angel and nature spirit forward, but it, it doesn't have to be that way, just so you know. So the answer to your question is yes, but technically uh, the nature spirits are like Pinocchio and they want to be a real boy. See? Mm, I see. So they, they feel they're brave enough to now um, take the physical route. The nature spirits want to be in the physical dimension, the physical... Oh, they, they one- love it. If you, you know, I'll have to tell some stories about that, but that's the first experience that people have when they have nature spirits in their own household, so to speak. All they do is mimic our life. They want to do the same things we do. <laughs> it's a little comical to watch it because they can't perfect it the way we do, but they want to do this. They, if you're a doctor, they want to be a doctor, see? <clears throat> if you're driving a car, they want to drive the car. So they want the experiences, but imagine a very young child, you know, like seven or eight, nine, um, trying to mimic mommy and daddy, that type of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And they tend to stay in that state most of your life. You'll always experience them that way because they're pursuing it slower. But what they, about animals that you've loved that have crossed over? Can they become nature spirits? Um. I have to do it sort of in the middle here. So we don't necessarily always jump from the nature kingdom or angelic kingdom into humans. We can go through the other kingdoms as well, like plants and animals. See? So they can choose, and usually we go through minerals too. So we normally go through the kingdoms of life before we get to our kingdom of human life. So... Animals are actually going to eventually become humans. Oh, as they evolve. That's right. When they're ready and they have the kind of consciousness where they can fit into the physical realm without being 
afraid, so to speak. Mm. So everything spiritual is fitted to your level of consciousness, and there's so much to it that we have to kind of take it in long but slow steps. See, it's a gradient. And so when I said the, the angels and nature spirits are taking the slow route, I mean, they've already taken all of our existence, and they're only a quarter way around the clock, so to speak. See? Yeah. It's interesting. So a friend of mine just lost her horse of 30 years. Uh-huh. Um, and this horse's name is Big Boy. Could that spirit of that horse, since he was with her for so long, evolve or hang out with her? Absolutely. Um, it, it involves something different here. Okay. So life other than humans tend to be group-souled. So where there's a cat or a dog or a horse, it's kind of sharing the soul with a number of other ones. Not all of them, just a number of other ones. And so between the set of them, they're sharing experiences to help them evolve, where humans tend to be singularly sold. We've evolved to that point. Ah. So horses can gain benefits from the others, and they will normally try to make a reconnection to a human that they've had connections with. We see that with uh, cats a lot. And remember the old stories about witches and their familiars? That's a good example. Right. Well, this their, her dog just passed a couple of weeks prior. Right. So the dog and the horse could be shared souls. Well, it usually is an indication, Lisa, that those particular animals are reaching a point where they would rather have their own singular soul as mm. opposed to being a group soul. They've already gotten out of it what they can. Right. And so they will probably be first in line to be human, mm. and they'll follow directly in our footsteps. Wow. And so, in other words, they're learning from us, see? Oh, it's very healing, very healing to have this, you know, consciousness conversation of this evolution of beings. Mm-hmm. The soul is full of frequency. Yeah, and that's a cosmogony uh, word that you used earlier. Uh, Explain. Cosmogony would be a better way to say that. Okay. It's not just stars, it's all of consciousness. There's so many endless stages. Mm. Even if you look at the age of the universe, of course, that applied to all life, including us. We were part of that, too. But that's only 14 points, you know, some billion years. But cosmogony says, well, let's go back a trillion years before there was even a physical plane to begin with. And there were things happening, and that would be the source of dragons, for example. See? So it took a lot just to get here. We are considered part of a fall, where we came from some higher level of consciousness. We kept falling and falling and falling. There would have been one point where heaven was all there was, or the mental plane. And beneath that, there would have eventually been a time when everything was in the astral plane, and that was it. And then there was a fall into the physical plane, which is what most stories about the fall are referring to, that transition from the astral plane with all those abilities into the physical, which can be kind of limited and dense and hard to move around and function in, right? It's a realm of experiences. So we chose to come here because we actually wanted the experiences so that we could be stronger and get through life faster, learning more. So Will we evolve out? Yes, if we did it and got this far, gotcha. and 2012 was the date, that was to what 2012 was really about. It wasn't an end date, it was a midpoint. Um, if we can get past 2012, then there's assurance that we can all 
definitely make it to the end, although you could choose not to, right? You can always make a mistake. But we now know that we can go on. And that's why in religious texts, uh, they have passages like, and God was displeased with man and wiped them out. And then he got displeased again and wiped them out. And you get three chances. Well, we made it past 2012, so we're going to make it this time, is the point. Mm, right. And now we're anxious because we don't want uh, the kind of life we've been living in good for us. Um, we've got to be willing for it to change dramatically. And then we'll start taking on many of those abilities of the astral plane as part of our ascension process, so to speak, which will take a very long time. But we should shed density and gain lightness. Hmm. Now, the nature spirits that you were mentioning, you mentioned quite a few of them, like fairies, gnomes, elves. Yes. They're individualized in their class. Like, gnomes bring out the inner child in us, and they're a lot of fun. That's why so many people like them, and they're willing to be seen. They're very actively trying to get attention, but they have a true nature connection, literally our physical nature, they're drawn to that, and healing and they're of the same energy that we use to heal our body. It's called etheric. Now, many people, particularly uh, females, are drawn to fairies, and fairies are kind of selective who they'll come in for, but they like to communicate, which I think is why they're drawn to girls, because girls like to communicate. Okay. I, I'm just guessing. Nobody, I'll take it. Nobody kind of knows. <laughs> and by the way, there are just as many male fairies as female, and they dress really spiffy. They weave all the clothes for the leprechauns. They love milk and honey and shiny beads and stuff. And they want to be around also, but only those that tend to see them and can communicate with them. So if I relate to gnomes, it does not mean I can automatically relate to fairies. Now, elves are a little more mystical and magical. They keep all the, the wisdom of the nature spirit kingdoms, of the many kingdoms, they keep it recorded in something called the Big Book, and they protect things like the unicorn, which would be their doctor, so to speak, in the nature kingdom realm compared to our doctors here. And the unicorn horn matches our chakras, and it allows them to sort of turn back time. So in the nature kingdom, the way we improve health is to restore us back to a point mm. when we didn't have bad health. But they all have their own functions, see? Mm. And Indirectly, they're learning what we're learning in a very long, drawn-out, slow way. But they do want to connect with us very much so now in recent years. And it might surprise people why, but humans are progressing so quickly, it's hard for them to function anymore. They wake up in the morning, and there's now a driveway on top of their house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's the world's all changing. There's no forest anymore. Hey, what are we going to do yes. here? See? So they, they have decided they need to try and make themselves more evident, and that's why so many more people can connect with them now than in the last 50 years, uh, and try to fit in, because they think, well, I guess it's time for us to start becoming almost human. And that's why when you take them on, which means they'll make themselves known, um, they actually come with a kind of ability or gift. They always want to do something. I can fix your broken earrings or your your frayed belt, um, or even your computer, but again, they will try to restore it to an old state, but they all want to do something, just like we kind of want to do something. So can you call on them for help with things like lost items? Absolutely, Hmm. but it makes a lot of sense to come to like training classes, which I have, to show you how to see 
in a way so that you know for real I'm seeing them, see? Because we tend to believe what our eyes show us. That's why so many of my training classes are visual, and that's why I'm a master clairvoyant. I've worked on ways to teach people how to see. Uh, and when you can see what they're doing, it's much easier to have a kind of rapport with them. You won't see them all the time. In fact, you won't even want to. But you'll have evidence that they're there, and so you sort of incorporate them into the family. Everyone would. Everyone does. And you can hear them talking. You can hear their influence. They become, you know, like a pet. You always know they're there. Um, they have little traits and characteristics. It'll be the same thing with nature spirits. But you're gaining a different perspective of consciousness and existence because now you're drawn from the nature kingdom world, right? Mm, and yes. that's, that's our own realm. That's not even the astral plane. So it should be easier to connect with them. And that, by the way, Elise, is what all the old ancient texts that were put in English form in the 1800s was trying to say, learn to see nature spirits whatever ones you resonate with, then you'll understand that there are kingdoms above us and planes above us that makes and other so places much sense. to go. Yes. You know, I'm a big mountain biker, and every time I see a burnt tree or a tree that has been have, has fallen, uh-huh. I double take on that burnt tree because I constantly see a face in it. Yes. Is there certain trees or certain areas that these nature spirits will live. Yeah, absolutely. So trees are, um, have a close affinity to nature, and so we often say there's a nature spirit in trees. They will tend to make a face. We've done many videos on that on YouTube and things. Um, and we usually put a little basket on there and put in some pennies or some fruit or nuts just to try and show an acknowledgement. But they're a kind of nature spirit that communicates all over the world. Um, like through the root system, they sort of touch one another, and they have a form of communication technically that reaches the world, although the world has changed geographically over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they communicate, and also kind of through the air too. And so there are many people that have an affinity for the nature spirits of trees, and those are the ones that if they have troubles, they can wrap their arms around the tree, and literally within seconds your troubles will go away go away because of the grounding, so to speak, of the tree. Right, right. So I could put an offering. Is that what you suggest for... I always do that. So you have to respect other forms of life, and it's simple because they don't like that much or need that much, right? Like a copper penny is great for gnomes because they really prize copper. Um, Silver, usually silver dimes, we used to give to fairies, but elves tend to like an orange. Same? Okay. Um... What about... Um, trees are usually like nuts. Uh-huh, right. And you right. just take one off the tree and drop it in the basket, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but they do like coins, too, because it's a mineral. So we would go out in the forest, because we, we had cabins in other places in, this, in the country, and we'd put a basket up, and we'd put some coins in. We'll come back like a year or two years later, and it'll be full of money. Well, everyone else starts dropping in coins also. Right. Isn't that the coolest thing? Yes. They don't take the basket. They just keep adding to it. They just keep adding to it. It looks like some type of a ceremonial um, offering. Yeah. So the, um, and the tree, so not to be afraid of these things, but I'm not afraid of the trees when I see them. I just see them and I double take. I mean, I can see them across ridges. They're, they're very obvious to me. It's one of the easiest things to see when you're developing astral vision. 
what you can do, just drive in the car. If you're a passenger, you can close your eyes and you'll see the world in front of you, but it will look different because it's like in a different realm. But you will see a lot of trees, for example, like you're passing trees. Yes, especially, well, in California, there's so many that have burnt. And I right. feel that they have, they're trying to resurrect the, some of these old oak trees. Um, they have layers and layers inside. So the out outer five or six layers of those trees can burn and along with the eucalyptus, but the inner trunk will stay alive and resurrect the tree. It's funny you say eucalyptus because that's one of the two major spiritual trees. Ah, hmm. I, I, I watch them all the time. You can see prana. It's hard to see prana. I do. I see them all the time, and yeah. I see them shed the, the bark, and then, you know, they, they have such a habitat out there, and I'm a big nature person, as you can tell, and when we went through these horrible fires in the West Coast, one of the things I noticed is that nature couldn't do what it did best. The coyotes had nowhere to hide. The bunnies were not even there. It was, it, the birds had gone. It was such a sad, barren Which, which feeds to my comment. Area. Nature's spirits of any kind have no choice but to start making themselves evident because the world is changing on them just too quickly. Right. And so we're not exactly honoring our responsibility to the world, are we? We're supposed to leave it a better place for them. Mm. If we're going to go forward, we can't leave it a a dump. You know what I'm saying? Right. We should leave a pristine place for them like it was when we got here. Are they sad about that? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. But they experience um, time differently, and they're so hopeful. Because they they don't have any they can't have any negativity in them, so they're so hopeful, and they've actually been around us for a long time. So everyone, including you, would have your own set of gnomes that has actually known you for several lifetimes because they live so much longer in the etheric realm, and so they have hope in you that you'll help find a way. See, and they hope in so many other people that they'll eventually find a way to make the world a better place for them. Well, we need a lot more of that. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.